Welcome to the Alcohol Rethink Podcast with me, your host, Patrick Fox. This podcast is for the guys out there who question the role that alcohol plays in their lives, men who want to stop drinking and don't know where to go or how to start. We're going to cover all of that and more. Let's go. Hi guys and welcome to episode 59 of the Alcohol Rethink Podcast. Hope you're all doing well guys. Uh, It's been pretty hot here in the UK at the minute. We had some absolutely insane temperatures earlier on this week. I've never known it that the wind was hot before as well. It was a very unusual experience and wherever you are, I hope you're staying well, hope you're staying safe, looking after yourself, especially here in the UK or Europe where it is hot and a little bit worrying, man. Like it does make me think about the impact that the global warming is having. That aside, today I am here with you because I want to talk about desire. Now, I think it would be super helpful just to kind of give you a dictionary definition of what desire is. So desire is a strong feeling of wanting to have something or wishing for something to happen. Now, the reason I want to talk about desire is because something that I notice in in my life, and I think most human beings beings do, right? Like we, there's things that we think that we want. There's things that we just think are inherently like who we are, what we want, what we desire. And what I want to do with this episode today is to just kind of give you an understanding of where desire comes from, like what it is and how we can, how we like train ourselves effectively to desire things. I think that's going to be the key takeaway from this episode today, guys, is that desire is not something that we are born with. Like we don't, we're not all born wanting to drink beer or to eat chocolate or to have sex, like whatever you desire, right? Like fill in the blank. We are not born wanting those things. We are born wanting food, connection, shelter, warmth, love, right? Like those are all things that are we are born with and that we need and are essential to our survival because without them you know we're not going to very last a very long time really so desire is something that when we're when we're very very young like keeps us alive and as we get older we you know we start to fend for ourselves if you like it changes and we start desiring different things in our lives and at the minute, I'm, I'm really working on my relationship with food and my desire with food. And as I've spoke about this uh, in the podcast previously, especially right at the beginning when I stopped drinking, man, like I was having insane food binges. And, you know, it, it, it is because of the sugar. It's because of the dopamine associated with those things. And it's also another way of like, wanting to feel better like trying to create comfort in myself so now I am wanting to create a six-pack for myself and yes I know that we all have six packs (laughs) somewhere underneath all of that belly fat if you like 
but I want mine to be visible. So that's really like one of my goals for this year is working on my physical appearance. It's something that I've wanted for a very, very long time. Literally, I think the first gym I joined when I was about 14 and even then I wanted a six pack. And even in itself, like that's a desire, right? Like that's something that I want, but it's not something that I was born with. It's something that I've created for myself. Except now the desire is coming to such a point that I'm actually really doing something about it. Like I'm wanting to like create that for myself. So I share that because I understand that to get a six pack, you know, you can spend all the hours in the gym that you want, but really you can't out train a bad diet. You can't out train a bad diet. So I've been thinking and tinkering <laughs> with how I eat, right? Like, so I've got my breakfast nailed down, I've got my lunch nailed down and, and dinner pretty much as well. And like in between, I'm trying to really cut out any snacking, definitely mindless snacking, eating foods like crisps and chocolates and stuff. And because the weather is so hot, and this is the reason I shared it actually, is because the weather has been so hot, like my association to hot weather is have fucking ice creams, right? Like, so I found myself like wanting quite sweet things as we've been experiencing this heat because I wanted to cool myself down. So I wanted... Well, in the in the past, I would have wanted an ice cold beer, but like actually, I found myself really desiring cold fizzy water. Like that's what I wanted. It what is what I was looking for to make me feel better. And after I had my lunch, like I've got my food protocol. I had my breakfast. I had my lunch. After lunch, one of the days this week, I uh, just in my head just thought, oh, I'm going to have a bag of crisps now. And it's it's fascinating right like literally what happened was I thought I want to have these crisps and then my brain I could literally like picture where the crisps were in the cupboard right and then I noticed myself actually like smelling them like I could literally smell what they 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 taste like I can actually taste what they taste like now right like these these sour and cream uh, pretzels by like New York state or something I think they're called they're really nice you know and so I have a, a strong desire for them but you know it's not because it's like inherent in me it's not just a fact that I want them it's because I've trained myself to want them like I've eaten them so many times I've made so many associations with the pleasure that they provide me and my brain's like registered that pleasure as important for my survival that I think like I, I just need to have them. So it almost feels as if it's like compulsive, as if like, oh, I, I just need to eat them. Like I just, I thought about eating Chris, so I've got to go eat them, right? Except no, <laughs> that's not what happens. And that's previously what I would have done in the past. And I'm sharing this kind of little story because you'll be able to see the parallels between this and alcohol, right? Uh, and and in actual fact, like it, it came up with one of my clients this week, like we were talking about him thinking that he just wanted to drink red wine. But then we begin to kind of like explore it and challenge it a little bit. And I said, well, you know, it's not a fact that you want to drink red wine. Like that's just what you're thinking. And in, in, in the beginning, like he wanted to disproved me and we just got curious about it right and then what we actually discovered was is that when he's thinking that he wants to drink red wine like he'd be in situations where his focus would be on wanting to drink red wine so he'd be focusing on like what other people were drinking like what other people in the restaurant were drinking like he just started seeing red wine everywhere right like you can imagine when you go to bed counting sheep well you know there was bottles of red wine flying over his head like I'm 
totally exaggerating that, but just to give you an example of like what we focus on, we create more of. So he was thinking that he just like literally just wanted red wine. But what I was able to show him was that he was actually creating that desire for himself. Like by thinking he wanted wine and by focusing on, on, on not having red wine, actually all it was doing was creating or reinforcing the desire to drink red wine. So that's really important to recognize because like it's what I started doing with the crisps. It's what he did with the red wine. And what I want to show you is, you know, we create our desire, right? Desire is not something we're born with, as, we, as I said. Like desire is really something that we, we teach ourselves. And the way in which our brain works, right? It wants to be efficient. It wants to avoid pain. It wants to seek pleasure. We are creatures of habit. Like there's no two ways about it because the more, the more habitual we are, like it's, the, it's more efficient for us, right? Because then our brain's able to like focus on other things going on, which it thinks is important for survival. So when we chuck into the mix something that is highly desirable, something that creates a lot of, of pleasure for us, right? Our brain creates a, a, an association, a, a reward that that thing is important for us. So when we're drinking alcohol and each time we do that, like we're reinforcing that alcohol is important to us and our brain misinterprets that dopamine as being important for survival. And it's not, it really isn't. So that desire, like when we notice desire, it's like uh, an incoming reward. So think about, I've used this analogy a few times this week, so I'll share it. It's like, think about like when you get a text message, right? Like you get a ping, a ping if your phone's not on silent, just to alert you that there's a message. Well, desire is kind of the same thing. It's like when you start thinking about wanting something, like it's going to start sending messages like, oh, pay attention, pay attention. But the reason why you feel desire is because of associations like being out and doing things where perhaps in the past you've used alcohol as a way to to have fun or enjoy yourself because let's remember right like alcohol in itself cannot make you drink like it cannot create desire in you like that all comes from your thinking it comes from your associations like all of those past memories that you've got of drinking remember remembering how our brain likes to have that faded bias effect as well so it forget about all the the bad times it just wants to remember the good times because it wants to get back to getting that dopamine that is associated with survival so drink is literally like this alcohol is literally more often than not like a liquid in a bottle right and then what we think about it is creating what we feel one of the things i work with with my guys is to start actually listing like what are some of those thoughts that create desire or thoughts that create urges or cravings to drink right because once you start identifying them you start creating awareness of like how you're actually creating your own desire like you're you you're conscious of it right like you're taking what had become an unconscious habit and like you're bringing it to the front of your mind and the more that you do that the more opportunity more space you've got to start like interrupting the behavior so you can start seeing yourself doing it right like be, be that watcher of your experience something that joe Dispenza i read he said recently is that you know like stop repeatedly forgetting and start consistently remembering 
okay? And I've, I absolutely fucking loved it when I heard that, right? Stop repeatedly forgetting and start consistently remembering. Because for me, I think that awareness is everything, right? Like, in order to stop drinking or to create any kind of sustainable change that you want in your life, like, it's really going to come down to your ability to stay conscious, your ability to stay aware, to recognize that your primitive lower brain is efficient, right? It's habitual and there's going to be times where you're going to just think like you just want to have a drink and it's going to create a lot of discomfort. But when you're aware of what is happening and you recognize actually, okay, this isn't just happening to me. Like this is something that I've taught myself to do. Like I have actual control over this. There's something I can do about it. Like the more opportunity you're going to have to start disrupting this habit of drinking. And then once you start recognizing that, that's where the like feeling, like really sitting with how you're feeling, like just allowing it to be there. And so with my example for the Chris, I was, I was literally talking to myself, right? I was like, okay, I want to have these Chris. I understand that I'm telling myself how they taste. Like, like I, I literally was imagining eating them. I was imagining what they were going to taste like. I was imagining licking the flavoring off my fingers at the end because and that's the weird thing right like it wasn't even the pretzels are like it was the the flavoring on it and if you think right like in these factories where they make all these foods like they're they're literally creating them with the sole purpose of getting you to eat more because they're like manipulating how your dopamine receptors work so like you you're there we're, we're like constantly bombarded with things that cre create a lot of pleasure for us and we think are important for us so it wasn't even the the taste, it was like the feeling that I was gonna get from having it. It was like that, so just like having my brain like ping, like I'd won a jackpot on a fruit machine or something, right? It's like bing, 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 bing. It's like dopamine, 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 pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Except it gets a bit exhausting, right? Like we don't wanna be like constantly searching for dopamine in our lives. So when we come to start creating awareness, like you're gonna recognize that, okay, I wanna stop drinking, I'm fed up of it, you know, I, I just can't do this to myself anymore. But then those, those thoughts are gonna come up about wanting to have a drink and they're gonna feel really strong and then you're gonna feel like, you know, like that you're not in control and that it's just impulsive. But what we've got to remember is like, okay, so this is just what I've taught myself previously. And now, it's about allowing yourself to just kind of sit with that discomfort, knowing that on the other side of that is like you actually unlearning that behavior. It's you changing that pattern of drinking. Because, you know, our, our newer prefrontal cortex brain, who's thinking like, I don't want to do this anymore, is a bit of a newbie, right? But that primitive part of your brain who's had a lot of practice and thinks that alcohol is important for survival is literally like going to try and muscle its way in and say like, look, we need to do this. It's do or die. And I know that sounds really dramatic, but it's effectively like how your brain interprets like when you get that feeling that you want to do something, that you want to have a drink. So if you notice yourself just thinking that you want something, I offer to you just to take a step back, like just to think about it, like, okay, yeah, I want this. Be curious, like, why do I want this? All right, 
oh, I want this because in the past I've used it in X, Y, Z reasons. I am imagining what it's going to taste like. I'm imagining how I'm going to feel as a result of it. But always remember, right, it's going to be it's short-term pleasure, long-term pain. And that's what our brain wants, right? It wants that instant pleasure. It wants to avoid the pain. But when we can understand that this is how our brains work, then we can start to have a lot more compassion for ourselves and start recognizing, okay, I might desire this drink. I might really want it. And I know that I don't want it. So it's like, how can you sit with that cognitive dissonance, if you like? The more you stay conscious of what you're doing, why you're doing it, and not giving in to that kind of lower lower brain's desire for that instant gratification, the, the sooner you're going to unlearn this desire for drinking alcohol. All right, guys. I hope that helps. I I know certainly for me that it's really helping with my eating at the minute and just recognizing, yep, sometimes I'm going to want to eat fucking ice cream because it's hot and stuff, but actually it's not going to create what I want. And that desire for it to be there is only because I've taught myself to do it so many times before. And I can unlearn that. I can unlearn it. I'm going to be okay. I'm not going to die if I don't eat an ice cream, right? Guys, have an amazing week. Look after yourselves. Take care and bye-bye. If you want to find out more about working with me and seeing how I can help you stop drinking and start showing up in life the way that you really want, visit patrickjfox.com to find out more or book a free consultation using the link in the show notes. Until next time, take care.